There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from the Smart Material Collective, made by nerds, funded by the listeners. And just to remind everyone, on the 30th of May, we will be at the Royal Institution with Angela Saini talking about her new book, Superior, which is about the return of race science. I'm about half of the way through the book and it is absolutely incredible. The book launches on the 30th of May, the day of our event. So get your pre-orders in if you want to get it as soon as it launches. And like me and Sahel will sign them if you want. We'll, we'll all sign them. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll all sign these books. It'll be great. Oz, you want to sign, sign some books? Uh, I'll just put a photograph in there. <laughs> yeah, that's what people need, right? I'm people want this space. A, a lonesome Jaffa cake in there. Just let it melt. <laughs> also, has anyone like noticed a few people on Twitter are saying they're going to show up with t-shirts that have a picture of my face on them? That is not weird at all. And creepy and weird. <laughs> they want to wear your skin. <laughs> it's so beautiful and mixed race. Your skin would make an excellent lampshade. <laughs> and Ed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet? I'm your host, Oz Ismail, an anxious PhD student in dementia and have also ousted your regular host, Alex Lapbridge, because he dragged me in the last episode. In the studio with me today is creative producer, amazing science human, Hannah Ayoub, who is also very pedantic about the different types of chocolate egg. Well, I'm sorry, Oz, but cream eggs and mini eggs are not the same thing. They're all the same to me because they're all disgusting. <laughs> so we found out today that Oz doesn't like Cadbury's chocolate, which, like, I, I'm i still reeling from this. You reel in that corner while I introduce our other amazing host, Suhail Patel, oh, journalist, okay. maker of cool videos, bandit of Jaffa Cakes. It's true. What's a Jaffa Cake bandit? <laughs> Suhail. If you don't understand that, then... That is sad. That is, I feel. I feel sad. For I you. don't like jaffa cakes. <laughs> Orange and chocolate does not go together. Well, you know, people have opinions. Clearly, and they can be shit sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, and that is what this podcast is about, but it's not. <laughs> it's about science, motherfucker. It's, it's honestly not about chocolate. <laughs> I'm also joined by our regular host, Alex Lapbridge. He is here in the naughty corner. Yeah, so I'm just producing today. So 
Yeah. Shut up. So, <laughs> you know, secretly spoke Just to. don't <laughs> neg people, Alex. And also, like, I like how you still set up a mic for yourself, though, because he you has can't so much to resist. say. He just yeah. wants to breathe into the mic heavily, like creepily. Like, <sighs> and that brings us to the topic of today's show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had three mic channels set up, and you were there, like, oh, yeah, no, you should still have one. <laughs> you contribute stuff in any way. So I'm like, oh, okay. No, I, no, I will we, do that. We so want you. All three you. of you can shut the fuck up. No, no, Sorry. no. We want I'm you, going we want to. You. Don't cry, Alex. It's fine. We love you. So, uh, how's everyone doing? What's what's been going on? Tell me. It's good. I had a carrot cake just now. It's pretty nice. I'm sure that you've done more with your life since I last seen you. I don't you. know. I don't. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing I remember. So that says a lot, right? <laughs> it did look like a good carrot cake, yeah, it although good. it did have nuts in it, and it was therefore poisonous to me. Sad times. Regular listeners will know that Hannah can be killed by most things in the world but <laughs> that is a medical marvel that here she is sitting down cream healthy. eggs yes very has, very thankfully i'm not allergic to cream she eggs. has a whole box full of them although uh, i hated cream eggs as a child and like now they're like one of my favorite things as an adult that's such a good analogy for life because like, there's a lot Why? of things i hated as a child that I also no, I still hate them. To be fair, it's just Hannah's <laughs> childhood well done rebellion. For <laughs> Your rebellion was cream eggs. Yeah, yeah, teetotal, but cream eggs. I'll go for cream eggs. Creamy goodness. I'm in the process of moving house, which is so much fun. Not. Yeah, I can, no, I know moving house is difficult. So that's where yeah. all your bruises are from, and not because you've got in a fight with. No, Alex. I've also got a really impressive like cut surrounded by a bruise on my leg oh, wow which oh, i managed wow. to get through a pair of jeans oh what wow. are you moving are you, have you got yeah. like some fucking i was moving a trunk torture devices are you, are you moving a zoo yeah, it's like, yes <laughs> yes i would like to announce that i am opening my own zoo that would That's not surprise me fun. oh i was at the zoo Ooh, actually me too i was at the london zoo we did me a story too. about newts and fungus Ooh, i saw uh, that story yeah yeah Apparently, to some serious fungal shit going down. With newts. With newts. And have you seen Ned's Newt? That's a great program because I interviewed loads of people about newts, and to every person, I was like, yo, have you seen Ned's Newt? And it's some professor what, dude what who's is like, Ned's no. Newt? <laughs> I haven't seen Ned's Newt. What is, does anyone know? Oh my, guys, if you've listened. Producer, I have seen Ned's Newt. <laughs> Ned's Newt, yes, you're the only person. Yes. I asked like eight people that day, have you seen Ned's Newt? And none of them have seen it. That was better sad. Hmm. It's a great program. Okay, I will make notes. It's really to, good. If you do my research next time, if you've seen Ned's new, please please tweet us. Right, let us know. I spent an afternoon <laughs> drawing at the zoo this week. It was amazing. That's where really your cuts and bruises from. Yes, I climbed into the animal enclosures <laughs> to draw them, which what? is something you must never do, listeners. What zoo was it? London Zoo. Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah. I know the secret way in around the back now, so we could just sneak in wherever we want. Oh shit! You probably should say that. No, that's not stuff you should say. All right, let's let Alex talk now because you guys are revealing too much. I am still writing my thesis. Well, at least you've started writing it. I'm just staring at a blank page, going, "Hmm, words. What are words?" <laughs> so yeah, apart from eating carrot cakes, uh, I've also been on a few dates. Rhymes. Nice. Nice. Dates and cake. <laughs> dates and cakes. Yeah. Uh, let's... Uh, okay. No. Well, listen. All right. But you we went could... on some dates. Yeah, I went on some, went on some dates. I've been on some dates and it is, it is time consuming, damn it. <laughs> oh my God, yes. 
It's like, yo, I've got enough free time. I'm like, I'm, I'm, how many dates are you going on? I went on, th- I went on three in one week. Wow, Why? Yeah. what a player! Yeah, I'm not, it's not a player. It's just like you know, it just happened. Uh, <laughs> oh, it just, happened. it just happened. People just listen, want to date me all listen, the time. As soon as I, as soon as as close as I get to thirty, the more matches I get, and I think it's because people are fucking desperate. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's uh, bleak. It's pretty sad. Uh, so I'm on I'm on a dating app called uh, Hinge right now. Okay, which, uh, is all a rage apparently. And is it? Well, oh, well yeah, a, lot people, on it. a lot of people rate, and I rate it too actually because I've actually got quite a few dates out of it. Um, but the app works like it's kind of like a mini little profile. So you have a few pictures, and you ask a few questions about yourself that you answer, and then people can react to the questions or the pictures. And then you just match like that. So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's quite cool. It's, it's, it's good. And apparently the algorithms are quite good on it. My yeah. Indian mother is very happy that I'm on a dating site. My father thinks that this will mean I will find someone exactly like me, which is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, Asian parents, well, man, them these motherfuckers trying to be rich though in me, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll be like, nah, because I ain't about the rich though. Now I'm like, Sorry, maybe... So what the fuck are you talking about? They're giving up on me, basically. So, um, <laughs> oh, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> no, I'm free. I'm a free agent. So no one's trying to set you up like with someone that they know. Like no, a, no one wants to flick that on me. I know. I know you guys do that whole arranged thing, right? No, yo, they're not still a thing. No. Look, I, if anyone out there wants to set me up with someone, that's cool. But if it's my parents, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hell said? <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because like mm. this, so you're talking about Hinge, which yeah. is not an app that. I'd really heard of and there's so many uh, mm. to me I f- feel like there's so many apps mm. and it's kind of if you're in the same region of like geographical region mm. aren't you getting the same people on the set on all the apps but on like with different information and different pictures yeah I think you'd be surprised I mean London's a huge city there's so many people that you just you is Hannah's looking at me like what? <laughs> Sorry, I just like I'm having the opposite like what do you experience mean? in you that like my people. profile is set to like the whole of London. Yeah. And I have had two separate work contacts pop up on there. Okay. A university yeah. like um person That's... person I went to uni mm. with and someone who has a friend of mine in mm. one of their photos. Did you match with any of them? No. Why not? <laughs> because it's pretty <laughs> freaks me out why that's that's I, that's that's in for me I'm i've like, also, ha- I've also <laughs> yeah, yeah. had someone get in touch with me who'd seen me at a gig and someone get in touch and not mention they follow me on twitter wow 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 that's, that's wow. which i yeah i think i think, I think what, the, the verdict is you're just too famous i'm too famous you're in your demand. london is way too small well i think is it it's too big i think the app actually what it does is it actually tends to favor people in your network so it will actually link you up with people who you have mutual friends with or like you know you have some type of connection with and in that way i suppose is to make it them seem more real like do you know what i mean if they're yeah. a friend of a friend or something i guess like i'm mm. using okay cupid as well which yeah. is yeah, an yeah. app where you can answer like up to something like two thousand mm. questions mm. that go into a match score mm. and i guess there are a lot of those questions i'm answering around things like atheism skepticism your mm. attitudes to science your attitudes mm. to politics that are gonna tend to match with people who move in similar circles to mm. me mm. especially given that i work in a really like social sociable sector. exactly yeah 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 i totally get you i mean what what are your f- how are you find because you're on hinge as well right or, no i no. haven't i've been meaning to try hinge because i really like yeah. 
this sounds stupid, but I really like their marketing campaign. Like mm. there is something about like design to be deleted mm. that sets it apart from a lot of the other like like primarily app based mm. dating platforms. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how um, so I find that curious when when these platforms. First of all, the way these platforms have changed the way we meet people, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, I guess, the way our generation. Mm the way we're meeting people is all tech based we're using our phones for everything including mm. the way we meet our partners it's right? true yeah, yeah i think there's an element of that where and i found that from dating where it's a lot of text communication and that is convenient in a lot of ways but i also find it i find it actually makes the process a bit more difficult for, for a number of reasons and one of them is the fact that via text communication it's hard to get to know someone you know, you don't get the nuances of their personality of who they are. Um, there's stuff like, uh, uh, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone face to face, it's a lot easier to kind of g- mm. get who, like, understand them and whether you guys are going to get along. And so, um, you know, I found this there, there's some pitfalls with online dating. It's not all good. Um, no, the the other thing I was going to say was um, <laughs> what you say. What we were talking about these guarantees that some platforms give you. Mm. Um, what I find interesting is what that's based on, right? A lot of it's based on like mm. these algorithms they're writing to as- allegedly match you to the right person. Yeah. Mm. For example, one of the one of the oldest uh, platforms that's now still around is Match.com. Like they have like some kind of match guarantee. I've never used it myself, but I've I've heard I've heard Match is not the best to be honest. Uh, I've heard Match is very like I want to get married right now. Right. Driven. Mm. Okay, so. So there's that they give they give you this guarantee, but mm. then also behind the scenes, mm. all these platforms are working like a lot of them use algorithms, right? Mm. Which to they- try and understand you and the person you're dating with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there's an interesting thing on that. I was chatting to a senior data scientist on one of the platforms. I can't mention their name or the platform, um, but they were saying that all they can ultimately do is get two people in a room together you know, who are probably going to get on. And they were actually sort of holding their hands up and saying like, no amount of algorithms is going to tell whether two people are actually compatible, like, and whether they're going to end up in a relationship. It, it, it is just get them offline. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, as soon as as soon as possible, preferably. I, I, I totally get that. And this is why when I match with someone, we were discussing this before, when I mm-hmm. match with someone, it's all about getting the face to face because all right, you match me, you like my photos, you clearly we clearly have something a bit in common. Mm. The algorithm has led us here to this point. So let's just rip that band-aid off and you know, let's see if it works. But you know, and I think that works for me and I've been doing that for a while. Mm. Uh but I mean you you know, you mentioned before there's some issues around meeting people straight away isn't yeah, there because like, ultimately as, strangers these people aren't they? and i think especially in straight dating there's a lot of evidence that women are more risk averse you know a woman like a straight woman's biggest fear whilst dating is that she's going to end up being killed like essentially that is the worst fear um you know a guy who's looking for women their worst fear is apparently that the woman's going to be fatter than she looks in her profile Mm. and like i mean those two things are you know light years apart from each other when you actually think about the like impact that's 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 a that's a bonus for me mate (laughs) is this more like yay surprise more 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 to love it's uh but so th- these people did a interesting social experiment where they had 
a man and a woman who had profiles where they appeared quite slim. And then they used cosmetics and a fat suit when they went on dates with people of the opposite sex. And like the reactions are like absolutely stunning. So like all the men reacted to the woman in a fat suit with like hostility. One like one went to the bathroom and left. Another one was like, I wasted gas to get here. Someone else is like, you lied to me. The man had a very different thing, which is like all the women sort of commented on it. Like, you know, they were like, okay, you know, you don't quite look like your photos, but like, I think three of them were like keen to meet again. And like, he actually got a kiss from one of them. And it was just like, yeah, no hostility. It's quite See, an interesting difference. That is an interesting difference. And um, I, w- while you were saying that, Hannah, I was thinking about um, this the same issue amongst like gay men dating as well. Mm. And another thing, aside from like racist stuff that mm. gets put on, is uh, like mask for mask. Like people, guys who perceive themselves to be very masculine and mm. only want to date people who are. Uh, you know socially seen as masculine Mm. and um there's a lot of femme shaming so shaming people for you know either being camp or either being a bit feminine because they just don't perceive that to be the correct kind of person for them Mm. and just again it feeds into like people feeling like they're not they're not correct or not right and that's like us within our community doing that to each other is a huge problem and same with body stuff Mm -hmm. like gay men are under huge pressure because to, to, to look a certain way, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, there's a lot of body shaming that goes on because mm-hmm. of that. And as a result, people then suffer mental health issues, diet issues, like mm-hmm. it is a problem. And again, this is apps mm-hmm. feed this, mm-hmm. right? By and allowing it, you yeah, to so select, yeah. by like- And by allowing people to say stuff like that. You yeah, would never yeah, say yeah, that yeah, to someone yeah, to their face, yeah. you know? You might just not. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, is like all with this body shaming and all that type of stuff. It's like I'm not perfect as a person, you know. I'm not what, as in, but you know, I mean, it's like people who have all these high prerequisites for what they want. It's like, you know, I feel like actually, I want someone who's not who's 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 a bit like me. So you know, because I'm not going to be insecure in the relationship, Uh, and and you know, I feel like people who do set those kind of beauty and unachievable and, and beauty standards for others and themselves, you know, put themselves on an extreme amount of pressure uh, unnecessarily. We're all going to lose our beauty to, to a degree uh, over time. So, um, you know, I don't think it should be a priority for when you're looking for a partner. You know, I think most women my age are aware that if anything does happen to you, you're probably going to be blamed for it, for being on a platform in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to worry about with online dating in that sense, in terms mm-hmm. of safety and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I think as long as you can verify who the person is, ultimately there's always an element of danger in whatever mm-hmm. you do. And even if you're talking to someone for like two, three weeks beforehand, you know, it doesn't make it any less likely that they're going to be a weirdo, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think for mm. me, it's more like two, three days. Like, yeah. I'm not going to leave it two, three weeks. It feels like yeah. a complete waste of time. Yeah. But I yeah. also want to exchange a couple of messages and get a feel for the person. Yeah, that's but. probably why no one replies to me half the time. <laughs> uh, well, hey, we were, say- we were saying this hey. earlier. Like, if I get a first message that is like, let's meet up, I ignore it. But you know what it is? I'm a busy man, right? I know it doesn't seem like it, but, you know, there's a lot of cake to eat in the world. Um, but it's like, I don't have time to be like, hey... 
do you like shoes? But everyone's busy. Uh-huh, and lol. Everyone's busy. And I, think, I getting... think the problem is that message. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like really yeah, bland. Shoes, not the best intro. Um, but everyone's busy. And if you're getting multi, like, yes, messaging takes time, but meeting up takes even more time. It's true. It's true. So like, I would much rather exchange a few messages with someone over a couple of days alongside mm. my life yeah. rather than meet up immediately with no idea whether we're going to get on. Okay, I so love is, that. <laughs> so there is the time, the time efficiency of like the online dating and these platforms, yeah. this tech has given us the ability to be more efficient with the way we're using our time, right? Arguably. Especially, okay. <laughs> Thanks Let's for letting me finish right. my point. Sorry, go carry on. Um, <laughs> carry on, I apologize. I like how we're all somehow like channeling a bit of Alex today. <laughs> it's like Alex's <laughs> spirit lives in within spirit, us yeah. all. It's like the internet. So like the time efficiency of it is one thing, but yeah. also uh, it's also given people the ability to engage with other people if say you're not you don't you're not like very extroverted or you're a little bit shy and you Mm. you can then start to talk to people and also get to know them a little bit and it's in some way slightly better to to have like like hannah said have a few like have a few chats with them to get to know who they are and understand if they're real and you're not being catfished one thing Mm. before you then spend your time on a date with this person Mm. and also then on the other hand right if you're say in in terms of like lgbt people Mm. It's there's so many other issues with that, right? It's either mm. you're not out or you're scared that you're going to get attacked and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it, r- really, it was not easy. I mean, now it's becoming easier and mm. easier for LGBT people, but still there's a lot of problems around it. Yeah. But say even the 90s to early noughties when like uh, gay relationships were legally recognized, yeah, yeah. right? Up until that point, there was hostility towards gay people getting together, right? Mm, mm. And these platforms gave people an opportunity to meet a little bit more like secretively and safely yeah. before they actually went it out. gave them a safe space to, to yeah. express, you know, and yeah. get, cook up basically, yeah. Right, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's also like the ability to meet other gay people. Like mm. I, I remember when I came out, mm. the first platform I used was Gaydar. Mm. Like it doesn't, I don't know if many people are using Gaydar anymore, but that was big. That was the big main platform mm. for gay people to mm. meet. And it was launched in like the nineties, right? And- Did you ever get catfished? Uh, I mean, that's like, you learn a lot very quickly by going online. It's mm. like, okay, there, there's this, there are all these positives about meeting people, like not wanting to- I love some- getting catfished. It's like a surprise, isn't it? I don't and I love surprises. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm dead i i, I feel like, like i feel like the word surprise needs can to be we redefined. go back to what i was it's saying like, about risk risk aversion and fear it's like surprise i don't it's a 40 year old man they say yo that's this is not unexpected <laughs> i don't think that's the kind of surprise people want so hell i feel like well, you need to know this fuck people who knows what they want anyway Carry on, but you're making a point, sorry. But, okay, so like the internet and technology has facilitated a lot of these things. It's Mm. given people the ability to to meet other people like who are also gay, who might not be out. Mm. And and then platforms like Grindr launched in the late noughties. And that, Mm. Mm. because that was, and the interesting is because they went straight to the app rather than do it as a website-based thing Mm. around the same time that iPhones were taking off, 
it like took over and gaydar like just kind of filtered out into the background storm. yeah so and it also they were very clever in the way they did it and that they did it by you could literally see who was very near you geographically like by like distance mm-hmm. and so it gave people a, a clearer it made like it easier yeah, yeah. It, made it, it made it just it, made, it, it facilitated the process you know where you in the past you'd be like asl Right, you know. What right, I, mean? that's, that's I remember ASL. ASL, yeah. and you'd be like, "What?" Emerson, uh, messenger, baby. <laughs> hey, that was the dream, man. Actually, that's a bit of sweet memories for me. Yeah, anyway. oh God, ASL is taking me back. <laughs> just, I'm just gonna cry in the corner quietly while join, I remember. Join Alex in the quiet sad corner. times. <laughs> There's something interesting about like physical proximity, like in terms of where you live, is actually one of the predictors for how likely two people are to end up in a relationship. And what's interesting is that was true before online dating and has continued to be a thing now as well. It's true. It's it's like takeaways, isn't it? It's like. Are you comparing women to takeaways? <laughs> no, not women. I'm saying dating. It's like, t- it's like, I'm really digging myself. <laughs> no, 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 I, I want to hear this analogy. It's like, yeah, you get fried chicken from like, you know. <laughs> um, all right. But the thing, so here's the thing about these um, apps that are then selecting who you're going to meet based on location or radius, right? It's now giving you this notion that there is an endless supply of potential partners, right? If one date doesn't work out, you can quickly get onto another one. And that is then negatively impacting the way that mm. we meet people and we engage with people because you're, you're too distracted because you think something else is in the back burner mm-hmm. that you can then quickly jump onto. Uh, I think it was last last April, there was this uh, this gay scientist, his name is Jack Turban. He wrote a really nice piece about some research that he went on Grindr and did. Uh, he just took some surveys of users of Grindr. And he talks about how like this, these apps, based on his, uh, on his experiences and the small number of surveys he carried out, can contribute to this psychological concept called variable ratio reinforcement. So this is uh, this is a concept where uh, it's like a reward-based uh, behavior. You click for a reward, and sometimes you get it straight away. Mm. Sometimes, so it's done. It's been done on rodents. Sometimes you do it straight, get the rodent gets a reward straight away. Mm. Sometimes they have to click like five times before they get like a treat. Mm. And so you're looking they, for that hit, basically. You're looking yeah. for that hit, yeah. but you don't learn that it's coming after. There's no pattern in how, when you get the reward, yeah. you yeah. just become addicted to that. So yeah. you constantly scroll. And it, it applies to all platforms, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. You're constantly scrolling. It's been shown that we literally get an endorphin hit when we see a like pop up on right. Instagram or mm. Twitter. Mm. Is exactly. it, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a it's like a self-affirming thing yeah it's so like, you get a like then you're like oh man yeah. somebody you know what i mean it's, it's yeah. appealing to your insecurities isn't it and exactly yeah, it's like a yeah. slot machine type mm. behavior where mm. some, you just keep going and you keep gambling until you get the big hit because you think it's you think it's gonna come mm. but yeah. i think but you don't know when it's gonna come. I, I think a lot of people you know are more conscious of this i think and you know even in my own use of online dating apps like i'm very conscious now whereas in the past i'd be conscious of trying to get likes mm. now i'm very conscious like do i really want a lot of likes or do i want the right type of like sort of quality over quantity and yeah and one of the things i realized in hinge as well specifically mm. and i'm not sure if it's because of the algorithm but ever since i started actually reading every profile looking through it 
And actually, ironically, now that I like, I don't like a lot of profiles, only very selectively, I get way more matches. And I think that promotes my... This is very mm. true. So this is how, mm. even though a lot of these platforms are not very open about how the algorithm works, based on you know research that people have done and mm. Uh, mm. users' feedback, what people understand about these algorithms is that it is it's kind of like a credit score system mm. where first of all the more you use it the more like and the more you're engaging with the platform the more hits you're going to get mm. and then second mm. of all depending on like how much content you put on it the more hits you're going to get but like it's it's kind of learning your behavior yeah based mm. on like what you're putting on there yeah but again it's like not very clear how like what that means like how is that still how is that still selecting the best potential? Mm. I mean, there's there's an issue with this more generally when you look at the algorithms and a lot of the debates around like the psychology of dating, where you get these debates between like psychologists and people working for dating companies. And the psychologists are actually saying, well, but ultimately they won't show us their algorithms. They won't show us their data. Mm. So, you know, they publish these claims, but no one can pick apart the claims, mm. you know, and we all know that the only way that science should work is like, or currently works, is sort of through peer review, people being able to see what you've done and then judge whether it's valid. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting how many claims are being made by these companies who are having a real impact on our life. Like I think, you know, US data, it's like 20% of heterosexual couples and two thirds of same sex couples in the United States met online. and. And yet we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, I think it's something like 200 million people use a digital dating service every month, you know, and that's a lot, that's a big number. Um, mm. uh, and you're right, there should be some transparency around that. But funny, you know, I've been experimenting with these algorithms that we've been talking about and, you know, seeing what works and trying to figure out how it works. And like, it's funny because in the past, you know, we would talk about this off air, but, mm. you know, like the past, the, the, the fear was like, you know, asking someone out and being rejected mm. now the now my now i have to worry about algorithms and how <laughs> to play the algorithm to, to 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 get in someone's like you know in in their line of sight so it's interesting mm. how the whole dynamic around dating has changed yeah so like on okcupid okay, platform i use you get like a percentage match score based on the questions you've answered and when i first started i'd only look at the sort of you know 97 98 and above and i've now like moved that down to like 90 because actually like there's a lot of things i like i really don't care if i don't have the same music taste with someone or the same you know like mm. taste in movies like i'm more bothered about like values yeah. and i actually find like 90 percent, and that's something that i've learned through like using the platform for only only two months now mm. but the you know the 90 percent mark is about where i can know that person probably has the same views of politics and feminism so and like so that, would you mean. use so so t jumping off that would mm. you use a a niche dating website i mean hinge is a fairly open one for a lot mm. of people would you use a niche one like you know um uh, i'm trying to think of a good example that isn't toffee would you use Daddy. it yeah so would you use a, a niche one like an asian dating site no yeah. <laughs> i like I re like I don't mm. really have like a racial preference mm. like you know mm. and I generally live a very sort of culturally diverse life so mm. I wouldn't want to narrow it narrow down who I'm dating by so like you, cultural background so you know there's date there's apps like 
uh, shardy. So com is like Indian yeah. background. And the thing that really creeps me out about mm. shardy.com mm. is a parent can set up your profile. That is. There. <laughs> and it can be like fucking publicly, terrifying. It can be publicly seen yeah. that it is like so and so's mother running this profile. Wow. <laughs> Yo, listen, uh, so, that is, that is very, that's very appealing as a man. What I want to see <laughs> is someone's mum sit up there and as a woman no doubt you don't want to see that do you that's not that's not appealing at all but here's the thing right with, yeah. the, with the niche with the niche platforms or the questions that some platforms ask you mm. again is feeding if you think about it on an individual user level mm. it's then telling you that you can find someone who ticks all your boxes mm. yeah realistically okay how, how realistic do you think that is because again i have met a lot of people who mm. think that because of the availability of apps you can literally find that person that you've pictured in your head mm. but people are so different but and I, you can't... I think it depends on how you use it and i i'm not entirely convinced that that has necessarily changed because of online dating. I think there's always been people who have got like a tick box of what they want. You know, they're sort of the stereotypical, like I want I want a man who's six foot and, you know, who's got blue eyes, who's got, I'm now just starting to move into like eugenics, but, um, you know, who's like, I can't see. <laughs> so I started... <laughs> so it sounded quite like eugenics here, but like, you know, who's got a degree or who's a doctor, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And I think it comes down to who you are as a person. Mm. Like I've never been that person offline and now online. So like on OkCupid, you can set like for every question, you can say how much you care about it. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, you know, whether a guy thinks mansplaining is a thing, I'm like very important. You know, if they like going to gigs, I don't yeah. really care, you know, and... But the thing, okay, so the, the reason I'm bringing up this point is because going back to uh, Jack Turban's uh, article and his, mm, the work that he mm. did, he talks about some of the, he, he then talked to people on the platform mm. and some of the users, like they go on, okay, a lot of users say on platform, he did this on Grinder, which is like m mostly used for sex. And people, what he found is some people, obviously people love it and it makes it easy to find sex. But then one aspect he talks about is then it then makes it hard because it's so easy, it makes it hard to stop. Yeah. And then there's other users who just go on there because they're in a big city, but they're lonely. Mm. And they're just going on there to just feed that or like kind of because of their loneliness and anxiety and sadness. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it's just because they want to stop feeling bad because it gives them a little bit of tension mm. for that time you're engaging with the platform. Mm. And then like there's people who go on dates or like go on hookups. And then if, the, if it's not, say on the, on the dating front, if it's not what they're looking for, mm -hmm. or if it's I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It doesn't go well. They, can, they feel bad about themselves and you come home and you're licking your wounds and then suddenly you can go straight back on the platform. Yes, I do. You know? Yeah. And then... Like the people said, they find themselves in a constant cycle. Yeah. And then that is then starting to, and then they get so fed up of it. They delete the app. Mm. Then they leave it for a while. They re-download the app. And mm. it's, a, it's a constant cycle, which is then negatively impacting their mental health. And so that's adding a level so yeah, of Yeah, I think the point you're going to make is, isn't, isn't it that that's the normal thing anyway? But I was going to say, is that yeah. any different from yeah. how we use other social media? Like, you know, is this on, Does this only apply to sort of sexual encounters and romantic relationships? Or is it also true of how we use Twitter, how we use Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook? You know, you go on because you're feeling a bit bored, because you're lonely, because you you want to, you want that you know moment of connection mm. and I then think, you do it, delete the app yeah. so you're like okay i'm gonna stay off it for a bit and then you go back on again i, yeah. I think it speaks to human nature because you're saying what you're saying process is the process of dating before apps because yeah. you'd go out with someone you you go on a few days it wouldn't go well whatever you break up take a little bit of time then you get back in the game yeah so but it's it's more in it feels more instant it's, now it's, 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 i think the process it's not, it's not it's been yeah. sped up I think the process has been sped up. The process has been sped up. The whole process has been streamlined in the sense that you meet people quicker and they're in and out of your life much faster. Uh, I I, I also find like the negative like side of rejection feels like it's been sped up for me. Mm. And I like that's been a massive positive. Like, you know, I mean, you guys know this, like in the past when I've been rejected sort of in real life, like it's sometimes taken me weeks to like basically stop crying. Mm. And like now it feels like maybe partly because I'm normally chatting to a few people at once, like... It's, it feels less of a gut wrench. Mm-hmm. And then also I think that like positive feedback stuff isn't all bad. I think there is something quite nice about knowing that, you know, people are interested in you. Like, especially, you know, I have had really shit luck with my love life and I've always sort of questioned whether I'm ever going to find anyone. And yeah, I don't know whether online dating will be the answer. To be honest, at the end of the day, I'm happy single, but it's also nice to know that, I'm not a complete lost cause. Listen, no. Hannah, you're a beautiful lady. And Thank a you. very good catch for any lucky man. Um, I'm just going to put it out there, um, jumping in quickly, that all three of you have spent, you know, the time recording pretty much stating your, uh, <laughs> indirectly, your uh, criteria for dating on various... Yeah, listen, whoever's <laughs> listening, if you meet my criteria, just fucking get at me. Yeah, because if, if you see... <laughs> also, you know what apps for us? <laughs> My criteria is very low, just to put out there. It's, All right. Um, you just no, have to be... Actually, actually, <laughs> actually, 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 if, um, if any of you um, do end up with um, one of these hosts, um, I, will con- I will consider it like the best use of social media. Like, <laughs> honestly, that is... I, I don't care the retweets. If some of you get laid... That's that's magic. Just get why not a duck laid episode. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is not that at all. Because I no, honestly, even though I agree with your point, Hannah, Mm -hmm. I, I 
think there is also a very negative side to that because mm. again maybe it's a, it's a big city thing or maybe it's a I can't I haven't quite worked out I've been thinking about this for a long time I, can't, I haven't worked out if this, this is a big city thing or it's because there are so many apps now mm. it definitely feeds that yeah it's great if you have been rejected to like to just jump back on it just to make yourself feel a little bit better mm. But then it's also feeding that, oh, it's fine because there's always going to be somebody else. And I don't yeah. think that's a useful mm-hmm. thought process yeah. to have if you're seriously trying to find someone to to date and to like have a life with, you know? No, I, I agree with you to a degree. Um, but I think ultimately that, you know, you've got to kiss a few frogs to get where you want to be. Um, and if you can, you know, get through that process quickly and you know be like i think dating lots of different people is good actually in the sense that it gives you a better idea of what is good for you as mm. a person mm-hmm. and you're able to cross things tick things off the list and understand what's going to make a good relationship i was um, like i do feel like in the last like mm. two months of being on like cupid i've learned more about what i want than i have in like the decade before mm. just by there is something about that those numbers and being able to you know like actually think about there are things that I thought would be deal breakers that I'm like, actually, no, I don't really care about that as much as I thought I would. Mm. And then, you know, like, for example, I always thought that I would really want to be with someone who liked science and knew about science. And I'm just like, actually, no, like, Mm. that's nice, but it's Mm. not essential. Mm. Um, There are plenty of other things I'm interested in and there are enough people in my life that I can talk to about science. Like, um, but, you know, conversely, there are things that I hadn't thought about that I'm like, actually, I really care about that. Mm. Um, what are they um, in detail? <laughs> six pack. Uh, and now you've so reached. Actually, like one of the things that I always was like, you know, I'm not like, it's sort of a slight snobbish thing. I always thought the reading wasn't that important for me. Like as in, I like reading, but I was like, I don't really, you know, there's many reasons people, but actually like, I want someone who's an avid reader. Mm. Like that, which is, not something that I had thought about before. Do menus count? Hmm? I'm just joking. I'm joking. Like I had someone show up to a date recently and I was like sat reading when they walked up to me and they didn't ask me about the book. And like that actually I was a bit like, that's weird. Do you reckon? Like it's such yeah. an easy conversation start yeah, to be like, good. oh, what are you reading? Yeah, yeah, that's, you know? that's a good point. So I am hoping there are at least 70 to 80% of the audience just frantically scribbling down <laughs> <laughs> no, everything. Are you, read books? are you suggesting something about the gender split of our audience? No, anyone can find you attractive. I mean, right? again, I'm going back to my point about making it so niche that mm. it's only feeding this notion that you're going to find the exact type of person you want to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were talking about a different, yeah. uh, a very interesting yeah. niche it's dating one, app. It's one that um, we did a story on a while back, which was a dating app called Toffee, which is a dating app for people who only went to private school. So Ooh. this is where it gets in so the realm it's a classist of, dating app. Well, you could say that, but it, what the what the founder Lydia um, Davis argues that you know, kind of what we've been talking about is you want to kind of whittle it down and find people who have commonality and experience in your life, and sometimes those identifiers that I know it seems silly, but that can actually be the precursor to a lot of other things that you have in common. You know, if you like salad, then you like salad cream. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
Hold on. That is not true. Salad cream is the actual worst. I don't know. Salad cream is not a salad. Balsamic vinegar is clearly better than salad cream. Salad cream, by the way, was invented to substitute mayonnaise during World War II. Anyways, facts. What's it made from? It's it's the same thing, but they use more. They use less oil or fat to make it. Less eggs. No eggs. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I spent way too much time reading about sources on Wikipedia. <laughs> which is weird i know uh but yeah so but the point is is that these things these identifiers whether you're a, like you know single muslim whether you're on this private dating website or whether even gaydar there's certain there's certain breadcrumbing there, there's certain you know identifiers that help people narrow down that pool of potential people they have to wade through frogs they have to kiss to find their to find the one right um so I understand their kind of perspective, but at the same time, you could say it is quite classless, isn't it, in a way? Uh, and that's where it starts to verge in the area of, is this a good or bad thing? Um, it goes one step beyond just being classless, though, because that's mm. like a subset of like upper middle class and upper class. Mm, mm. You know, like there are plenty of people who are well off who choose not to send their children to private school mm. because they don't think that people should be socially segregated. Mm. So you've you know you've got a really quite narrow pool there mm. of people. No, I, I think, you know, it, it it does it does strike me as slightly uh elitist. Mm. Um and you know someone like me i don't think i fare very well on the app even if i did go to private school but you know it's yeah i think is it is it should be people be allowed to do that if they want well you can frown on it but if if that works for them then i think maybe it's 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 amplified with a platform like that because you're actively saying this is for this type of person yeah doesn't it's no different on any other platforms for example Mm. right Mm. um okay take uh grinder for example it's a platform that you can filter by the regular stuff that you want to like filter for like Mm. whether it's age Mm. or whether it's like how far away they are i I think that's a filter i don't know i deleted Mm. it a while ago um but then there's other there's other Okay, there's like body type, then there's race. Mm. Okay, so then you it can gives filter you by race. You can filter wow. by race, mm. yeah. And this has been a this has been a again. I'm saying this based on when I used it. Mm. I don't know yeah. if it's since changed. Yeah, but because like the race thing has been a particular issue for that. Point, yeah. yeah, for this yeah. platform because it allows people first of all because you're sitting behind the screen again as much as it allows you to have a conversation with someone without having to go and meet them Mm. it then allows you to say whatever the fuck you want to them Mm -hmm. without thinking twice because you're just you're as far as you're concerned you're just engaging with your phone it's a device it's lifeless Mm. you forget it's a physical barrier between you and the person right Mm. so you forget that there's a person on the other side with feelings who is a human person it's true it's true i think i get that a lot in, in in a way as well in the sense that you know for example, um, Asian men in particular are not sexualized in a way. Uh, so as, I think it's black women and Asian yeah. men are the least likely to be matched with on any dating site. There you go. So, and, and as soon as someone sees my name, like Suho Patel, you know, it's like, I think in, in my head, I'm like, how many people see that and have a certain impression of who I am yeah. without even, like, even looking at mm. my profile? And you know that is i think that there is a problem in that but whether that's like something that's just people's ignorance and then you can't stop that yeah but the thing is when you're then actively so the it becomes a problem when you then bring in 
the fact that some of these platforms are, have algorithms. So if mm. it's learn, if it's actively learning mm. that say your profile or my profile based on my name or like my name or your name or uh, the color of our skin is getting less say clicks or like people are assuming things about us based yeah. on our skin color or appearance mm. or name, it is then learning, presumably, I don't know, mm. presumably it's learning that this is, this is not an ideal beauty standard. So it's then starting to shift what is beautiful, what is desirable. And it's then starting to put you based on this like credit rating system mm. lower on the list mm. and other people who are getting more clicks higher on the list, mm. regardless of who you are and how interesting mm. you are and like what you have to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's 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 a flaw in, in the software and algorithm uh along with how people in in our own biases you know we're talking about this last week and our own biases how mm, we mm. see other people but you know that, again that comes down to a lot of it is human error isn't it and so okay cupid actually did some research into race on their platform back in 2014 um and they found so that yeah black women and asian men were, this is for straight users were bottom for matches so this is the thing it said so okay cupid said all asian but when i've actually like dug into it it's like when you break it out it's east asian are the bottom um but they that they compared 2009 and 2014 data and they found that there's actually no change in behavior but yet when people were asked to disclose their preference in 2014, people said they had a lot less. Which actually, like, for me, I feel like that is quite a nice measure of the world, that people want to be more woke but have not actually changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've, they claim to have changed um, quite a lot of things on the site to make that less of a thing. So they've actually bigged up what they call psychographics. So the values you have in common and stuff as part of the algorithm. Mm. And they have pulled down like demographics. So race, age. And I've actually noticed that OkCupid brings up people outside of the age range that I've like um, said I mm. you know, want, if, mm. if they're like high enough of a match with me on other stuff, mm. which is interesting because I think it gets you to think like, oh, maybe this should be wider or... Yeah, um, I think you're right. There's sometimes you go into these things with preconceptions, don't we? Yeah. yeah. And so I, like, I feel like the apps need to change. Mm. Like, the thing mm. is, uh, the apps need to change, but are the apps going to change if, if the algorithm's just learning from and, people, from people mm. and is making their app... M- like used more mm. they're not deliberately going to make their algorithm woke enough for the world yeah, are yeah. they mm. they're just going to think about how much more money they can make from people using it yeah. right mm-hmm. and so things like as much as people have good intentions to change like want to change the fact that there's racism like for in, in the gay world especially mm. right based on experience and uh, you can find tons of stuff online mm. where people do say similar things where some races are hypersexualized, mm-hmm. some races are desexualized, and it's just based on long-standing, just like propagated negative stereotypes through the years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That people have these images or like thoughts about what, how you might behave, how you might talk, mm-hmm. uh, what sex acts you might be willing to do, mm-hmm. and it's it's insane that this is in this day and age we're still thinking that way, and yeah. people will still ask you those questions mm-hmm. because they're behind the safety of their phone or their computer mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. And like even in like in 2015, there was this survey that was done in Australia, mm-hmm. and 96 percent of I think it's Grinder users said that they have encountered a profile with racist content sometimes it's very like subtle sometimes very obvious sometimes it's like whites only Mm. like i have seen that sometimes Mm. it's um 
you know, uh, not into Asians and they just think they're just being very subtle about it. Mm. Mm. I, a producer comment. What was that first uh, word or the first phrase? Whites only. Like a, a fucking water fountain in the 60s. This is exactly <laughs> it. Like this, that people think it's okay to put this yeah. stuff online. I've like, I've literally had guys who have like sent me a message and then I look at their profile and mm. it's got like, I would only want to have children with someone with the same race, like somewhere buried in there. And I'm like, yeah. Fuck off! Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? And People so it's, are weird and stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. so then it then it opens up this debate, right? Okay, so if you can separate again, like let's go back to the grinder example. And grinder, one of the one of the key filters you can get is like what sexual position you you you're willing to take during sex, right? Whether it's like your top, your bottom, or versatile. To some people, this is very important because it changes the way they have sex. Mm. Okay, so I get that. But then you could extend that debate to, okay, but then if I have a racial preference, how is that any different? I think that, yeah, that's the moral yeah. equivalence. It's not the same thing. For me, like, there's almost like a societal issue. Yeah. Like, right, where like, and I think this goes back to Toffee, that there is something very, very worrying about the idea that the people who hold the most privilege in this country and the most wealth in this country, self-segregating. They were condensing that. Yeah, and I think the same thing, like there's a societal like thing about people having racial preferences. But then I think there's also this like personal thing of, well, if people feel that way, they can just fuck off and I don't really want to. But here's the thing with that, Mm. on uh, going back to that original survey I was talking about, Mm. there were a lot of people who are of minority ethnic background Mm. who talk about how the constant rejection Mm. then also affects their mental health, right? And just just looking at mental health amongst gay men mm. it's like as high as 52% of gay men you know have met, according to stonewall mm. suffer from some kind of mental health because of rejection from a very early age carrying that in then to your adult life mm-hmm. is only going to make things worse yeah. so then the use of these platforms mm-hmm. make your mental health even worse yeah because yeah. people are allowed based on their preferences within quotation marks mm-hmm. yeah to say stuff like this to you yeah, online, yeah, you know? yeah, which is not cool. No, totally. And I think you know, it's the, the, the apps need to do something about it, but also people need to stop being dickheads. Basically, so here's the thing. So apps do. So uh, you said OK Cupid still shows you stuff outside, mm. right? So uh, Grinder knows that this is a problem, mm. and so uh, I think one of their spokespeople last year they they launched this campaign called Kinder Grinder where they said they would actively do stuff to, you can complain if you have, if there's racist stuff and we will remove those profiles, Mm. right? But then when they were asked if they would remove the race filter, they refused to do that. And their explanation for this was that people of similar race will use that filter to seek other people who are also gay and that race. To me, okay, this is, a white person who said this, okay, to me, as a user or a previous user of Grinder, and a person who has engaged with many different gay communities, I will tell you this is bullshit. I have never used this app to actively seek out someone who is like me, mm. okay, because no, that's not what you use the platform for. Mm. So using that as a, like, we're trying to help people of color to meet each other. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not helping. You're not helping. Yeah. I, like that yeah. also ties in with all, you know, the conversations I think we might've had on the podcast or offline in the past about like how few people of color are out. Right. Mm. Like, <laughs> because of these behaviors, because yeah. you can like, for example, uh, again, I can draw from personal experience and from other people mm. I've spoken to, 
coming out for coming out is a very difficult experience for anybody mm. right but then it's an added layer of complexity when you're a person of color because you're leaving your culture your religion or, or like turning your back on all that mm. to enter this new community who then if they go on to reject you mm. it's doubly like hurtful yeah. and then yeah. you just don't know where you belong and that is one of the reasons why people of color don't engage with mm. like do you feel the like these apps then these dating apps and, and this is a conversation that's happening social media as well uh have a duty of care to the people who use them because you know we've heard about social media instagram people you know even going as far as killing themselves over that stuff mm. do you think like these apps then maybe you need to have more responsibility in how the users bit kind of act, act on them you know i think there is a very big difference mm. between having a racial preference mm. you know which you can t- I mean, my person is like keep it to your fucking self like you can see someone's photo and decide like you know there's a but there's a big difference between the impact of other people if you just yeah. think feeling that way and not matching with them yeah. and putting no you know whites yeah. only on your freaking profile yeah. like let's flip I, it for a second what if someone had a preference for you know they, they they let's say if it's a white person who only likes brown people what's that situation that I, that really creeps me out do you think that's like a fetish fetishizing so that, 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 like that's uh, not seeing me as a person like mm. i got a message this week which is like i'm looking for a desi girl yeah it's actually i should probably define desi because i realized that i use that a lot and my best friend did not know what that you guys meant. it's like this desi um, <laughs> Desi is the collective term for people of south asian descent um so a uh, quick one on fetishization uh, university yeah someone who was on my course got drunk came up to me and was like oh i've uh never bit she was oh, eating cereal at the time with a teaspoon trying to be very seductive <laughs> that's <laughs> never hot. a good look that's hot yeah no that's i was like that's a that's, down <laughs> i was like that's a that's a completely wrong implement seductive to use spoon. uh for, for that size of cheerios but she was like ah, oh, i've never been with a black man before and um i the only response i had was Neither have I. <laughs> I Apart from that's my, an excellent response. That's a good response. I mean, <laughs> I mean yet. <laughs> hey, life's 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 long. You got time. <laughs> yeah, no, I get a lot of guys um, sliding to my DMs, assuming I'm gay. He says, as a person who actually did slide into my DMs and thus started this friendship. That was my entire fault, to be fair. Okay. um, I'll I'll take responsibility. So anyway, Hannah, you were saying about fetishization of yourself. (laughs) Thanks, Alex, for that brilliant intro. Like, it just, like, it's not nice. It creeps me out. Really? Because that's the the other... Because on on that side of things you're then reducing this person to just one thing yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. no and no so, I, i'm not saying i'm like personally i have no preference like, I'll, 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 t- I'll date anyone like you know but that's the thing is the problem the problem there is mm, mm. then the way you look at people as like mm. if they're if they're, if they're not white then mm. if they're of a certain race yeah they must sexually be this way or another either they're like sexually not desirable or they're hypersexualized or you know, they you really want to maybe they just like the, they just they just like you know my my chocolate complexion. You know what but I mean? That's weird to me. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. To say that out, to actually (laughs) disclose that, to think that is an okay thing to say, says a lot to me about a person. Mm, mm. It's going back to what I said at the end of the day, you're forgetting that that is a person and you can't just. Like, like, I feel the same if someone like approached me and said the reason they wanted to be with me was my body type. Like, you know, it's just. Yeah, I say, but what if that's one element of the reason? What if they say, oh, I like people who look, let's say, Turkish, but then, you know, but also I like your personality. I, I, I think I think it's a bit more, I think we should be a bit more generous to people. I think I think you're right. I yeah. think it's, there's nothing, no one's saying it's like wrong to have uh, like types. Yeah. Or yeah, like, yeah. I just feel like keep it to yourself. There are, yeah, like, part there are, of my- that, that is the thing. It shouldn't you could, be the first thing. It should be, it should, it should, if it's part of the pack, I mean, mm. you know, if, but if also you do that, think, yeah, Like think about how externalizing that and mm. voicing that, how does that, come across and how does it make mm. people feel mm. it's, like, it's completely mm. fine to like to mm. flip this a little bit like mm. one of the things plenty of people have told me is the reason why i'm single is because i'm mixed mm. like they've gone oh you're too white for asian guys and mm. you're you know too asian for white guys and that always made me feel shit because that's like i can't change that mm. <laughs> like, it's a bit too late like, yeah but i think that's the, the thing is is that eventually the, the person who will appreciate that about you will mm. will you'll meet them um, and those people who you know who think like that, but like, well, I don't fun- want someone to appreciate the fact I'm mixed. I want mm. them. To, I want them to not care. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, they- yeah. As in, it's only it's only that's only a, a a vain thing, isn't it? It's only about how you look or how you come. I don't know how to describe it. Mm. I don't know. I feel mm. like it's you know it's sort of not the most interesting thing about me. Mm. So one of the reasons that psychologists have like suggested for racial preferences on dating apps is the way that um people of different racial backgrounds are portrayed on popular media so on tv and film um and that you know for example that asian men are quite often desexualized um in i just like to say i'm a sexy motherfucker Thank you, Sahil. Um, and that, you know, black women are quite often just the like feisty sidekick rather than playing, um, you know, an actual love interest. And this has been sort of all over social media recently because there are quite a few misleading headlines and tweets about um, a new rom-com TV series, I think, with starring Susan Wakoma, who's an amazing black actress and comedian, and Ronnie Cheng, who is a actor of East Asian descent. I was saying this, you know, could actually be revolutionary. And then you actually like, you know, click onto the articles, you read it, and no, 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 no. The main couple are a white couple, and Ronnie Cheng is pay- playing the guy's awkward, best friend and Susie Wakoma is playing the girl's best friend and is going to like you know keep cheering her on and stuff all right so um moving on from that our very quiet host and producer did this amazing thing where he asked people who listen to this podcast what their worst dating stories are and we are going to go into some of them all right so i'm just scrolling through some of the stuff that people sent us uh, oh this is interesting one guy told me that he once met an elephant and it was disappointing it was our first and only date if okay. anyone ever told me that animals were disappointing it would be our last day it's like why why do you hate elephants man here's a really good one um 
someone his name was michael on hinge once said hi annie this is someone who's called annie when my name was at the top of the chat i said that's not my name and he said i thought we were on nickname basis so i said thanks for whitewashing my name Mohammed." all right um at anu like stars said Someone I was seeing for a bit a few months ago asked me if I'd call him my Scandinavian prince. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, that can't be. I mean, obviously it's real. It's very oh Pacific, God. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. God, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. He involved two pieces of rugby. No, no actually, not <laughs> not in bed. But when I uh, when I was in Cambridge, when I lived there, there were some creepy <laughs> encounters that i had one was where someone had seen me online and was trying to uh talk to me because they wanted sex and i politely declined and then he saw me at a bar one night and he just kept coming to me and he kept saying i really like you and i was like thank you that's really nice but then he kept going but i i like your skin and then at that point i was like oh this is getting a bit creepy this is my skin yeah yeah uh, like, <laughs> and then he's like later. no you know you're you're really you know you're, you're really nice and brown and i was like so oh, okay your skin would make a lovely handbag <laughs> 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 and no, then it at that point I was very creeped out. But then he said, you know, because you, you're you're brown and I'm white, and you know, you, you you guys look for white boyfriends, don't you? And I was like, okay, this conversation uh, is over. Okay, see you later. <laughs> and that was like the creepiest encounter. I've, well, wow. one of the creepiest encounters I've ever had. That is really creepy. Yeah, and he I just genuinely believed. Right now. Um. <laughs> He just genuinely believed that that was a thing. <laughs> that was really disturbing. I've also got a funny story. So basically, uh, I went on a date quite a long time ago, probably like seven, eight years ago, and uh, I ended up with me in a red bikini by the end of the, of, <laughs> of, of the date. And uh, Please do tell us more. Please do tell. Well, it was a cold, hot summer's evening. Uh, we were, I went to this fancy art exhibition with this girl. She, she invited me, actually, and um, one of our mutual friends was working there. And uh, he was like giving us free drinks all night and stuff. Um, so I was a little bit, you know, a little bit wasted by this point. And one of the exhibitions was like a, a piece of interactive art. So you go in this little cubicle, you take a picture in a bikini and then you get to keep the bikini. And then she uses that picture as part of a big uh, collage to show diversity and like human, you know, figures and all, all that. But hashtag body positivity, etc. And then... Um, uh, my date Charlotte she was like she was like oh she, she didn't want to do it me having a great idea I was like oh do you know what? I'll do it um, so I go in there I've never worn a bikini at this point I may add um, so it didn't go very well <laughs> it didn't go very well I had it the wrong way up uh, for what? one thing <laughs> what? I had it the wrong way up so I had like the bra the, like it was, it was all fucked up and um, I had grey socks on at the same time <laughs> bikini was a bit too small uh and so but look, i took the picture I, I i i got the bikini put my clothes on i took it to charles like like a great hunter gatherer i was like here's your bikini <laughs> here's your bikini i provide as a male provider uh and all went well and then the next morning i log into facebook <laughs> you know i had a mutual friend at the thing <laughs> this motherfucker went up to the lady afterwards <laughs> Got the photo, <laughs> upload to Facebook, tagged me in it. I had like a hundred notifications in the morning. And the funniest part is the hair on my chest 
had the, the bikini had had I've like pinched the hair to a point where it almost looked like the Batman symbol. So, <laughs> so I looked like Batman in a red bikini. Oh my god! With grey socks on, it was great. So it's, if you again, can, with if, the mental pictures that you're painting, do you know what? If you can't find that picture, I tag and tag myself straight away. But if you can find that picture, please send it to me because I fucking love that story. It's hilarious. Right, so based based on our conversations, mm. what are you guys still going to keep using apps? You're still not used to it. I'm still not sure whether I'll stick with it. Like it's only been two months. I think I think you know they're a useful tool, and it's that like anything is how you use it. If you use it for the wrong reasons, then you know you're you're not going to get good results. What about Alex? What do you think as a person who's never used one of these apps? Um, to my long term partner, I love you very dearly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you for loading the dishwasher when I guess it wrong. <laughs> Which is all the time, I hear. Yes. <laughs> no, but I think uh, realistically, um, I think it must be really, really difficult because you really put yourself out there in like a digital plane. Mm. And I think the idea of like digital you versus real you, mm. um, you can, it can see like where that line gets blurred and you start wondering, is it digital me? And if I, you know, like you guys are all saying, if I managed to get them in the room with me, would it be better? So I think that's it. I think the digital you must be like, it must be really difficult trying to consolidate that and like have a presence in both mm. worlds. Um, but no, I feel like the stigma is disappearing. Like I personally don't feel any shame about it, which I think I wouldn't have previously felt. I, I think I think I will continue to use apps, um, but I've definitely become a lot more conscious about how I use them and hopefully use them in the right way so that, you know, I actually can meet someone who is going to be a good match for me. Producer note, if you want to uh, hit up these guys, uh, you can do it on... Okay, Cupid. Uh, I am on Hinge uh, and that's about it. I'm only on Hinge. On Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> so uh, uh, my Twitter DMs are probably open. And then you can slide into Oz's DMs. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Well, we've come to the end of the podcast. So folks... Be safe out there and date, but date carefully and <laughs> cleverly. <laughs> I'm trying to say something meaningful. Bye. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.